This is Susanna Hills Podcast. We hope this message becomes a revelation in your heart and will encourage you to live a Christ-centered life. Thanks for checking out our podcast. Here's today's message. And also very welcome to everyone that's connecting with us online. Um, may you be blessed. Awesome to have you with us today. Uh, let's pray. Jesus, Lord Jesus, thank you, Father. We open our hearts, Lord. We receive your word. Your word will not go back empty, Father, but we receive your word and we declare that your word will change us and that we will not be the same. In the name of Jesus, amen. Nice. Wow, I'm excited. So friends, I, I, you know, five days a week, I stand up early and I run a 6K because I believe I'm investing into my health. And I've got this friend, he's single, and I've been trying to get him to run with me in the mornings, but it's as if he can't get up early. He struggles to get up and run with me. And you know what? A few weeks ago, he met this girl. And guess what? This girl is a runner. <laughs> and the other morning, I ran. I saw, yeah, you're from, hey, here's this guy coming from the front, running with this girl. I thought to myself, Okay, now, what, what is, isn't getting up early a problem anymore? <laughs> why, why, why now suddenly? You know, and I just realized he was willing to invest there. <laughs> that was a better investment. He saw some return on investment there. And friends, all of us, all of us invest somewhere. You're going to, we invest in our family, in our children, our business, our workplace, we invest somewhere, and we invest our, our time, our money, our resources, our abilities. We invest into those places. Friends, I'm going to tell you today, you will invest into whatever is important to you. And it's amazing. What a privilege to invest in our families. What a, what a privilege to invest in those things around us. But I want to read to you there in Colossians 1 verse 16. And I'm reading from the ESV. It says, all things, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things. And in him, things hold together. Friends, all things were created through him and for him. On the back of that, I want to take you to a story in John 12. And here's Lazarus. He died, God came, Jesus, he called him, resurrected him from the dead, and Lazarus went and he stayed with his uh, sister Mary, and one day Jesus came to visit them in their house, and while Jesus sat there, Mary brought a container filled with a pound of pure nard oil, and she opened that container, and she poured everything over the feet of Jesus. Now, friends, that oil were worth a whole year of salary. And in those days, it was probably the way many of the people saved their money, by buying this oil. And if we would bring that back in our context, maybe that were her saving for her children's education. Maybe for this down payment on a, on a dream house, or this holiday she, she wanted to go on. Or maybe a pension fund. Friend, why? Why? 
would she take everything and pour it over the feet of Jesus? It's because she knew the value that that investment had in the life of Jesus, an eternal investment. You and I are here today, and we have a container filled with precious oil. And that oil is your gift, your ability, your time, your resources. I want to ask you, can't this be a year where we come and just pour out on the feet of Jesus? We don't store to keep. We store to pour. And 2023, it's not about me. It's about Christ in me. And friends, how amazing. I love investing in my family, in my children, in our business. Uh, I, I, I love investing in things around me. But if that is the only place I invest into, I'm a poor man. Because I also want to invest, invest into the kingdom. I want to invest into eternity. Because there's an eternal treasure that awaits me. If I also invest into the kingdom of God and into His church. Friends, you have a gift. And it's time for you and me to come and say, Lord, I want to invest. Now where and how do we invest? Where to invest when I thought about that, I thought where to invest is like packing for a five-day hiking trip through the mountains. There's certain things that non-negotiable. You just have to take it with. You don't have a choice. And then there's certain things that you need to invest into that's highly recommended that you take it with on that trip. And then there's certain things that you can invest by preference. You can invest in it if you want to, or you don't have to. It's your choice. And I want to show you those things. And that's what I believe a good place for you and me is to invest to, in. And the first thing you and I need to pack in our bag when we go on a five-day hiking trip. Who can guess? Hey, well done. <laughs> Water, friends. I want to say to you, if you go on a five-day hiking trip in the summer over the mountains and you don't take water, you'll probably die. Because who knows if there will be water or not. So I would definitely want to survive that trip and take some water with. It's non-negotiable. I don't, I don't choose if I want to take water or not. I'm going to take water. Friends, if we come to church, sitting on a hill, it's going to be about Jesus. Non-negotiable. We're not going to argue this. We're not going to, going to, it's going to be about Jesus. Jesus plus nothing. Jesus minus nothing. Jesus and salvation. If you're going to come here, that's what we're going to give you. If you want it or you don't want it, well, you're going to have Jesus. <laughs> and we want to make sure you're going to make it to the kingdom of God. We're going to, we're going to preach salvation Whenever we have the moment, that's non-negotiable for us. But then, there's certain things that you need to take with on your hiking trip that we really highly recommend. You can see these pairs have done a few Ks. 
I've been over the mountains a few times. Friends, we would highly recommend you take hiking shoes on your trip. You can try and do a five days barefoot through the mountains. You might make it, but I don't think the experience is going to be that amazing. Friends, but if you have shoes, it's going to change the whole journey. It's going to be awesome. You're going to focus on the mountains, the scenery, and not on your feet the whole time. Friends, there's certain things when you come to church, we're going to highly recommend you get involved or you do those things. We want you, friends, to be baptized by water. We want you to receive the Holy Spirit. We want you to, to study the Word and pray. We want you to be part of a discipleship program. We want you to be part of a community and a small group and go on outreach. Pay your tithes. Friends, we highly recommend you do those things. It's going to change your journey. It's amazing, friends, to take those things with you on the journey. But then there's certain things that you can take it with or you don't have to. Like a hiking stick. Personally, I, don't, I, don't, I never take a hiking stick with when I go walk because I want to use my hands and hold my bag. And You know, the hiking, hiking sticks, I, I, I don't do it. But there's some that love taking a hiking stick with. They believe it helps them when they climb. It's fine, friends. It's your preference. If you want to come with a short pants or long pants, if you want to comb your hair this way or that way on a Sunday morning before you come to church, it's fine. We don't going to lose people over a pork chop. <laughs> There's more important things, friends. It's your choice. I remember December, we went on holiday. We campers, we like caravanning. We went to, to uh, Mossel Bay, camp there. And uh, close to Christmas, I saw this couple. Um, they gave out uh, uh, presents. And this father gave his small baby girl a present. And I thought, hey, let me just pause and just see this. You know, how this is going to play through. And this baby girl just started and taking that present apart, that wrapping. And, and, and this wrapping made a lot of noise. And he started to interest her. And then he started to play with this wrapping. And at a stage, I thought, hey, come on, man. It's, there's a present. <laughs> it's not a wrapping. There's, your father bought you an amazing doll. We are the same, friends. Sometimes we are so caught up in the wrapping that we miss the present. God has given us a present. Let, let's, let's embrace the present and not lose a present because we're busy with the wrapping the whole time and we're losing the moment and we're losing that. We need to invest like wise men and wise women. How do we do that? I'm going to read to you Matthew 2, verse 9 to 10. It says, After listening to the king, the wise men went in and follow that opportunity because God wants to draw that gifting out of you. But friends, and those that's online, the problem is many times when you follow that star, it leads to a stable and not a hotel. And that's where many of us give up. Because when we get before that stable, we say, this can't be. This is not what I expected. This is a mistake. Maybe I heard wrong. Maybe I made a, made a mistake. This is not right. We need to be like wise men. 
Now what did the wise men do? Let's read the next verse. Matthew 2 verse 11. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. And going into the house. Friends, you need to go in. You can't stay outside and leave. The answer lies on the inside. We need to change the disappointment into an appointment. The bad into the good. Wise men find Jesus on the inside of their stable. I want to say to you, everyone here, can I be bold? Everyone here has a stable. Come on. We've got a stable in our life. Am I right? But here's the good news. God, the loving Father, sent Jesus, His Son, to the stable. But here's the better news. Jesus has also come to your stable. Why? Why? Because He wants to invest into your life. John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him, present tense, should not perish, but have eternal life. You can look at your stable and be disappointed, or you can look for something in your stable and find Jesus there. Joseph saw Jesus in the prison. Jesus strengthened him, reminded him of the dream he had so that Joseph could endure until he was appointed in a higher place. Daniel, when he went into the lions, he met the lion of Judah and then experienced miracles, how God closed the mouths of lions and took him out of that place. Isn't that amazing? He met Jesus in that place. Jonah, he met Jesus in the stomach of a fish and that led him to a place of repentance and restoration towards his calling. Paul, in prison, when he were with Silas, Silas, he met Jesus. And what happened when they met Jesus? They sang worship songs. Because the presence of God, when they met him in prison, overwhelmed them with joy. Isn't that amazing, friends? Don't stay outside of your stable. Go inside. Jesus is in your stable, friends. The question is not, do you have a stable? The question is, what do you do when you're standing in front of your stable? Put Jesus before you and the stable behind you. Now I want to say to you, what, what happens? What happens if you go into your stable? Let's read the next scripture there. Matthew 12, 11. And they fell down and worshipped him. Isn't that amazing? Here's the wise men. They were called the, the Magi, and they came from an area in Persia, in modern-day Iran. And to travel from there to Bethlehem, where the child was born, were between 1,000 and 1,500 kilometers of traveling. And 
took them more than 40 days by camel to travel. Friends, I think when these wise men saw the star and started to traveling, they also had to go through the Arab desert. It was tough. It was not easy. And I'm sure there were moments when I said, Lord, did we, is, is, are we doing the right thing? Should we go on? There's moments that I want to stop and, and turn around. The journey is not always easy, friends. It's like marriage. It's not always easy. Otherwise, everyone would still be married. It's like success. It's not easy. Otherwise, everyone would be successful. It's like living out your gift in church and coming and serving you. Yes, it's not always nice. Then everyone would do it. But friends, but friends, the moment the wise men went into the house and where the reality met their questions and their insecurity, the joy and the presence of God overwhelmed them and they couldn't but surrender and worship. I don't know about you if you've trusted God on your journey you trusted God for certain things, for breakthroughs in your life. And in that moment where you meet Jesus and the breakthrough comes, is that, yes, Jesus, moment. Have you, have you experienced that before? It's like, Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And, and you know, it's just natural to surrender and worship in that moment. Am I right? There's one guy, Mount Everest, that's the highest mountain. Uh, covered in snow, and he, and he came to the peak of Mount Everest and uh, made it there. And afterwards, I had this interview with him, and I asked him this question. I said to him, or they actually told him, listen, they said, why do you do this? I mean, it costs hundreds of thousands of rands, months of preparation, a lot of things to, to plan, you, and, and, and it's risky, you can die. And he looked back at them and said to them, you know what? You've probably never been on the peak of Mount Everest. <laughs> because when you're there, you forget your friend. What an amazing, amazing moment to surrender and worship. My heart is that every one of us meet Jesus in that place. Now what happens when we surrender and worship? What's probably the next thing that happens? Matthew 2 verse 10, then they opened their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold refers to kingliness and value, importance. Frankincense uh, points to worship, and myrrh points to death, surrender, or sacrifice. And what's probably, yes, my, my finances, my business, those things are great treasures that we, that we do. But what is probably the greatest treasure that we have? It's my life. My will. My emotions. My identity. And friends, what happens in that moment of surrender and worship? In that moment, I say, Lord, who I am, what's important to me? I want to worship you by surrendering it before you, Jesus. It's not about me, Lord. It's all about you, Jesus. I want to serve you, Lord. 
I want to love you, Lord. I want to give you my heart. I want to surrender to you, Jesus. Come, Jesus. Come, Father. Take more of me. Friends, isn't that the greatest treasure that we can surrender in a moment of worship before the Father? Isn't that amazing? Then Luke 12, and I mean, Mally touched on it. It's just amazing how God just builds up. Luke 12, he talks about the rich fool, and he tells a story. And he says, the land of the rich man produced plenty full. This man were blessed. And he thought to himself, what shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. He, he still had left over of the previous season. He didn't give it away. He stored it up. He kept it all for himself. His barns were still full. He had more than abundance. And then the next harvest came in. And he said, well, then I'll do this. I will tear down my bars and big, build bigger ones. And then I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. And God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? And this is the... This is the the scripture, my friends. Verse 21. So is the one who lays up treasures for himself and is not rich towards God. God has given you a gift. I want to talk about our gifts in this context. Don't keep it for yourself. God is calling us to a higher place to invest into the eternal kingdom of God. Invest into the lives of people. Invest into our Father. And bring those gifts, surrender it, and sacrifice it. Say, Lord Jesus, use me, Lord. Don't have much. Years ago, I said to Lord, I only have two fish and five breads. What is it for so many people? God said, just bring what you have. Just start where you are. I will make it more that thousands can eat. Isn't that amazing? Jim Elliot, he quotes this. This is probably my favorite quote of all quotes. He is no fool, not like the rich fool. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep, earthly stuff, to gain what he cannot lose, heavenly stuff. <laughs> he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep, to gain what he cannot lose. Friends, I don't want to pitch up only with a good golf swing. Jesus, yes, but yes, Lord, just check this. It's perfect, man. I spent hours and days. I mean, I love golf. I don't play golf, but golf's amazing. I'm not, I'm not, please, just hear my heart. I'm just saying. I don't want to spend my time on things that move along. I want to pitch up with something in my hands. Jesus, I had a gift. Yes, I'm not in Africa. I'm not in India, but I'm in Clarkstop, Lord. Where you have placed me, and while I were there, Lord, the local church is the place where I can live out Matthew 28. Go and make disciples, disciple them, teach them. In my small group, that's where we break open the word, talk about the word. That's where that scripture happens in its fullness. And that's where I am today. Do what's at hand until God changes you and sends you somewhere else. But this is where I am. Lord, use me, Lord. I want to live out my gifting, and I want to end with this. What happens at a place where you surrender what's important to you? Friends, be ready. Be ready. 
Because it's going to happen. I'm telling you, if you get to a place where you meet Jesus, you surrender and you worship Him and you say, Jesus, take what I have. Uh, Friends, this next step is inevitable. It's going to happen. Matthew 2.12. And being warned, be warned. (laughs) And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Friends, you're at that place of surrender, God's going to send you. Probably not the way you came, but another way. Now it's not your way, it's God's way. And God's going to send you and use you. Because He's placed the gift inside of you. And God is giving you a start, an opportunity to follow. Because God wants to draw that gift out of you. And if you can break through your circumstances, through your stables, and you can meet Jesus, where you surrender and give your life, and what's important you, uh, you, of you, give to Jesus. Jesus is going to say... I've been waiting for you in your stable. And now, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. Isn't that amazing? And friends, maybe some of you are here. And you've been journeying on a road alone without Jesus. And you're standing before your stable. And you're standing here and you're saying, I need Jesus. And I want to invite up the music team while I end off. And maybe you, you, you haven't met Jesus in your stable yet. You haven't surrendered your life to Jesus yet. Friends, this is the day. If not now, when? If not you, who? Jesus is calling you into the place, into this house, into this table. Friends, there's anyone here that you are feeling the unction now of the Holy Spirit. There's anyone here that said, I haven't given my life to Jesus. I want you to put up your hand. I want you to put up your hand. Be bold. Take this step today. Say, Jesus, this is where I'll start. Is there anyone that hasn't accepted Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior before that says, today is that day. I want Jesus. I want to enter His house, His kingdom, the place that He prepared for me to meet Him. Is there any hand today? Maybe if you're online, you haven't met Jesus, today is your day. Just invite Jesus into your life. Repent, say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I've walked without you, but today I invite you into my life. I surrender to you. Come in, Jesus. Use me, Lord. I'm praying amen on each one that's watching. But maybe, friends, you do serve God, but you've been journeying and haven't invested into eternal kingdom investment. Maybe today you say, Lord Jesus, this year, this year, Lord, This is the year, 2023. Not about me. It's about Christ in me. And you want to say, Lord, use my gift in a deeper way. Use me more. Maybe you want to come and be part of of our communities, our small groups, and our serving teams. We want to invite you to come connect with someone. There at an info desk. There will be people that can help you. Just ask around. You'll quickly be organized. You'll quickly find someone that will help you, direct you, or just guide you. But I want to invite you. This year, Lord, use my gift to the fullness, Lord. One day when I look back, Lord, I rather want to get out of the boat and be wrong than stay in the boat and be wrong. I'd rather take the risk and walk on the water. Can we stand, friends? Let's worship together. Give God honor. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, Everything is yours. You have created me, Lord.
You have created everything in me, what I am, what I have, Lord, the gifts you have given me, Jesus. I want to honor you and worship you with what you have given me, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for a boldness that will come over us, Lord Jesus. Just for a freedom and a peace, Lord. And Lord, just for a equipping and a stepping out. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you call us into the place of meeting. Bless us this week in the name of Jesus. Thanks for joining us for today's message. Don't forget to check out our website or visit City on a Hill International on Instagram or Facebook for our updates, celebration times, or ways you can get involved. We are also streaming our message on Facebook Live, so make sure you join us or share the post. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. We'll see you soon.